Hi, and welcome back to the Positive Success Show. I'm your host, Dominique Narciso, and I'm a success coach for high-performing expats and entrepreneurs. I help you elevate your success mindset, how you think about your own success, so that you feel confident, empowered, and inspired to take action towards your most ambitious goals. All right, so I have a special treat for you today. It is episode number 30, Fuel Your Faith with Jeanette Ortegon. Jeanette is a really, really good friend of mine. I met her two years ago and she is just, I, I, there's no words to describe her. She is, she is a dragon slayer. She is, she's incredible, everybody. And you're gonna, you're really gonna enjoy this episode because I am constantly inspired by her. Every time I see her, my, my heart just like beams with like love and, and I just smile because she has such an incredible story and she's such a, an incredible inspiration and colleague to me. Um, Jeanette Ortegon is a speaker and author in leadership. Uh, she is also from California. And I'm just gonna, just gonna let her share her story because she's just amazing, powerhouse. All right, Jeanette, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dom. All right, so can you, uh, I mean, there's so much, uh, but I just want you give you give you the floor to share your story, kind of how you, um, how you stepped into this role or this new career, uh, this new life as a speaker and author and inspiring people. Wow, man. Thank you so much for having me on. And, you know, thank you for being a, a motivation and inspiration because a lot of my fuel, um, has come from you as well, you know, at our deep conversations and talking about life and everything. But basically my story I don't think it's too unique from a lot of people's story, but I think the way I tell it and the way I have decided, and I use the word decided uh, heavily because everything we do is a choice, right? And I, the way I've decided to overcome my adversities, you know, starting very young in life, like you mentioned, I grew up in California, did not come from uh, an easy background. Um, my mom was incarcerated for more than half my life by the time I joined the military at age 21. Um, never knew my father. Uh, very, very difficult. But my aunt, I'm thankful to her because she had 13 children and she took her sister's three children in. So we grew up with the attitude of uh, never taking anything for granted and things can change at a moment's notice. So with those life lessons, I've always, you know, been on the edge, not necessarily on the edge in a reckless way, but on, in the, on the edge, always ready to accept change and ready to make a change. So um, basically, my where I am now, I contribute to my adversities in life, right? And like I mentioned before, I think my story is unique because the way I decided to overcome that. Um, I've been in the military. I've been many countries. I have two beautiful children. And those things have also inspired my experiences, inspired me, inspired me to kind of go a little bit deeper and go a little bit further in my life. But the one thing that I'm thankful for in my adversities in life is where I am now. I started a sports bra company. And I came to Korea thinking that, wow, you know, I was going to do this amazing thing. But that's not the plan that God had for me. They say, if you want to make God laugh, tell him what your plans are. (laughs) 
and he'll show you what his plans are. So I came to Korea, you know, and I attended this. That's why I met you at yes. this happiness workshop. You know, Kyler, Kyla Mitsunuga. Mitsunaga. Kyla Mitsunaga. I'm sorry, Kyla. <laughs> <laughs> Kyla Mitsunaga. You know, she did this happiness workshop and I was inspired by her. And I was like, wow, she's an amazing speaker. So with that, I don't know what it was by what happened to me by when I attended that. But immediately I reverted back to what is something that I'm passionate about? Because mm-hmm. that's what I learned. Mm-hmm. If you want to find your purpose, find what are you passionate about? What are you good at? Mm-hmm. And me, I can say that I'm good at at that point in my life. I was good at mending relationships. I had a very bad relationship with my manager and co-workers from 2012 to actually 2013 to 2016 that was a very dark time for me and then when I got here to Korea I had a bad relationship with the manager and I'm doing good at repairing that but I said what are you good at Mm. what's your passion and my passion was fixing relationships so and I mentioned before people go their whole life Like, man, for the last 30 years, I've been doing this wrong. I've been doing that. And one day I woke up and said, I'm going to change. For me, it was six years. Mm -hmm. It was six years of having multiple bad supervisors that fueled my passion to help other people. I mentioned earlier, my theme in life is to speak, inspire, and love. The speaking comes from a place of wanting to be vulnerable and tell my story. One of the first things I told you at the beginning of the podcast is that I grew up in a very bad, I mean, incarcerated mother, you know, bounced house to house until the age of like 16, mainly until I was old enough to get into the military and start a life for myself. But with all those things that God allowed to happen to me, I realize now it was not a punishment. It was not a black mark on my life. It was a lesson. Right. Because I got a blessing out of a lesson and my blessing was walking into that workshop Mm. and just walking into that workshop. The floodgates in my mind was open. I'm like, Jeanette, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be vulnerable enough to share your story, Mm. because if you're going to title yourself a speaker, you have to tell your story in a way that catches people because you every story you tell, it takes people someplace. It takes them to that that place in 1988 that you're talking about it takes them to that place in 1962 whatever you whatever way you tell your story is supposed to inspire and engage someone enough or it takes them to that they want to be a part of that so I tell myself my story in a way that's enthusiastic enough to bring people into my experience Mm. so my story basically like I mentioned growing up with nothing and i Thank God that he allowed me to see that because now it inspires me to want to help people. I want to help people that have bad managers. I want to help people who feel like they're in a, not necessarily a working relationship, but any relationship where they feel stuck and feel like they don't have a choice because we all have choices. Mm. But how we handle those choices is up to us. Growing up in Los Angeles, I believe now, I tell people, we're all one decision away from disaster. One decision away. And growing up in South Central Los Angeles, I made several disastrous decisions. But God picked me up, dust me off and say, no, my child, that's not the direction you're supposed to go in. Get over there. Like I'm trying to go. I'm trying to send you over there. But if you keep going over there, I'll allow you to go. 
but he never allowed me to go down that road because he pulled me out of the ashes. I'm not talking about cigarette ashes. I'm talking mm. about volcanic ashes <laughs> that I jumped in myself. Yeah. He pulled me out of those and brought me to where I am today. So that means I have a purpose. You know, I had near death situations. I coded at the age of 17. And the doctor that saved my life told my sister, I consider her one of my miracles. Mm. So when I coded and I came back to life, God said, no, Jeanette, you still going over there. I'm trying to get you over here. Listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> so I was like, okay. I listen. So now I'm following my path and my purpose to speak to people about my story, inspire them with my story in a way that I tell it and to show love to them. So that's why I feel like I have a purpose. It's just to, just to basically tell my story. And God gave me that experience only to share with other people. Oh, love it. Love it. Jeanette, you know, every time you speak to me, you always talk about your faith. Um, but, you know, just in ways that it's so, um, it just hits, it hits, it hits a chord every time. Like earlier when I was talking to Jeanette before we started this podcast, she kept saying, you know, like nothing runs on empty. Nothing runs on empty. You got to fuel your faith. And so I want to ask you, Jeanette, how do you, or how does faith play a role in your current path, in your current success, in your current life? and moving forward towards reaching and achieving your dreams of becoming the speaker you want to become, becoming the author you want to become, and really making an impact and difference in other people's lives. Okay, so what I mentioned before is that, you know, God pulled me out of those disaster situations because he still had a purpose for me. I was married for 11 years, and this was the downfall of my, of my mental state, I guess I should say going through a bad marriage, right? There was no physical abuse, but there was all mental and emotional abuse. And I always tell anybody, I'll take a black eye before I take a mind, I can't say the word, but I'll take a black eye before I take somebody just destroying my mind because your mind is with you. You can't escape your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, one person said in an article, suicide comes from being in a place where you feel you can't escape. Mm. Sometimes you people that successfully go through suicide say, you're better without me because the mind is being mm. under attack. You know, I was in my living room and I had an episode, you know, this was when I was in the military, went through a bad marriage, you know, so for one second, I looked to the right and I said, what if for a split second, that's because I was going through so much emotional abuse that I thought, I'm going to punish you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to not be here and I'm going to leave you here by yourself. But one thing I didn't think about, I, and the, the scary thing is that that quick thought of doing something very dangerous, I never even thought about my two children. Mm -hmm. I had a five-year, I had a four-year-old and a five-year-old at the time, and I didn't, they didn't even come to mind. But what I did think of was like, no, no. No, you are not taking this from me. So at that point, I said, okay. I fell to my knees and I said, God, change me. Change me. I cannot go on like this. Mm -hmm. But if it's your will that I live through this nightmare, change me so I can get through it. Because I can't get through it like mm -hmm. this. Change me. And what seemed to be instantly, I changed. 
I started treating myself better. Mm-hmm. I started, I was a better mother. I started treating my coworkers better, my employees better, because I was at my lowest. And I al- always believe that change comes when we are at our lowest. When we rock bottom, that's when we change. Mm-hmm. The spouse that's getting abused, 20 years. She changed when she rock bottom and said, I'm not doing this no more. Mm-hmm. The employee that's taking abuse from that bad boss, rock bottom. I'm not doing this no more. That male or female who's waiting for that wedding ring, you're not going to marry me? I'm not doing this anymore. Anything, whatever it is for you, you get rock bottom, and that's when you get the most strength, when we're at rock bottom. Mm -hmm. I really do believe that. We don't change along the way because we're not fed up yet. People say, why don't you change? Why didn't you get out? Because I wasn't, I hadn't had enough. I wasn't fed up. I still had something in me that's going to allow me to take whatever abuse this is. I'm not ready to change yet Mm. because I don't see that I can. But we hit rock bottom. That's when we get the most strength and we change. We always overcome, but we change and we always come out on top. Mm. So I said, God, change me. For some reason, you put me in this situation and you're, allowing me to go through this but I can't go through it like this this is hard for me change me so I can get through it if you if this your will that I go through it change me so he changed me and overnight I became a different person and with that different person came strength I believe everything I do in my life is because God does not make any mistakes God does not make no mistakes You know, he allowed me to go through that marriage. He allowed me to go through those bad supervisors only so I can tell a story. Mm. God created my journal or my bestseller along the way in my life. (laughs) He created my bestseller. And everybody has a bestseller. Everybody has a book. All we have to do is tell it in a way where we move people, where we put them in that situation virtually in their mind. We put them there because of the way that we tell our story. So faith has always been a part of my life. Now, where I'm at today in my life, I want to use my story to say, thank you, God, for getting me through it. Now, what I have to do, I have to share it to people who's going to benefit from it. Somebody is going through what I've been through. Somebody needs to go and get help. Somebody needs to be recovered. Somebody needs to be delivered from whatever they're going through. And I happened to experience the same thing a long time ago. Mm. Now I can tell them how I did it. And what I tell people is faith in God. Mm. Faith in God is only, that's the only thing I know. I didn't, no magic pill, no voodoo, no witchcraft, just prayer. Mm. And my mother's favorite words was prayer changes things. And my minister, if you're going to worry about something, don't pray. Mm. If you're going to pray about it, then don't worry. Both cannot exist. Mm. God ain't going to deal with both. But if you ask him to change you, he will. Mm. So faith has always been an important part of my life. And I'm not ashamed to tell the world that my faith in God has always been something that got me through my adverse times. And, you know, there's been some, there's been some times. I just say that. Yeah. There's been some times. (laughs) (laughs) Um. And Jeanette, can you can you share with us uh, just overall like your your definition of success and what that means to you personally? 
Well, my definition of success is accomplishing anything you feel important. Mm. Like everybody can come around and say, oh, why aren't you doing it this way? Why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you doing it that way? And I say, because that's not my plan. Mm. That's not what I'm aiming for. Mm. Success is accomplishing anything we aim for. Mm. Losing 10 pounds, getting that next job, finishing that, you know, degree program. Whatever we set out our mind to do and whatever way we define completion is success. Not anybody else's. I told you before, we can ask a plumber. I mean, I wouldn't ask a plumber how to do drywall. And I'm not going to ask an electrician how to bake a cake because they don't have the answer. Mm. But with those, I think, negative feedbacks from friends and family, those are things that are set up to test you. How bad do you want this? Mm. Let me throw that in there. Let me throw Mm. that in there. But my definition of success, and let me tell you this story. I had a nonprofit organization, and the purpose of that nonprofit organization in Maryland was to teach, introduce the game of golf to underprivileged kids. We introduced the game of golf to maybe within that three or four year existence of that nonprofit, probably about maybe 300 children. So, did we get a partnership with the PGA? No. Did we become some big national organization? No, but I succeeded because in my mission statement, my executive summary, when I submitted my paperwork to the IRS for to become a nonprofit, introduced the game of golf to underprivileged children. And we did that. Mm. I did what I wanted to do and then I moved on. Mm. So that was my success. Now, outsiders were like, oh, she don't got a contract with the PGA. You ain't doing this. You ain't doing that. So my intention was not to aim high. My intention was to introduce golf to children and I did that so I succeeded so success is anything that you feel is accomplished anything you feel is completed is your success you know I lost 10 pounds but I'm not on the cover of Sports Illustrated because that wasn't my goal my Mm. goal was just to lose the 10 pounds Mm. now my goal is to lose another 10 pounds and another Mm -hmm. so success is any place where you feel your mission is complete Wherever you feel it is completed, then that's your success. But don't look at, don't get it confused by taking on what others look at success because everybody has a plan for your life, but everybody's not, is not going to live your life. You have to live your life. Mm. You have to. So to me, that's what success is. Anything we, any point where we feel this is considered accomplishment, then that's your success. I love it. I love it. No, and, and that's exactly what I'm trying to do with this podcast and all the work that I'm doing is that everyone, as you were saying, Jeanette, you know, we all have our own definition of success and success evolves Mm -hmm. as we evolve, as we have different experiences, as we go through challenges, as we go through this current challenge, you know, who are we going to be today? Mm -hmm. Who we were yesterday might have completely changed because our circumstances are completely different now. Mm -hmm. So how are we going to show up? How are we going to be with our kids? How are we going to be with our spouse? How are we going to be in our business? How are Mm -hmm. we going to be with our dreams? Um, one thing that I love that you said repeatedly in this episode is, you know, you've made a decision. Mm-hmm. You, you, you believe in making choices. Mm-hmm. You have made it, you set an intention. Mm-hmm. And I think all of those elements, choice, decision, like you get to choose. Mm-hmm. You get to choose what you're going to do next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something really crappy might have happened to you, but like you get to choose how you're going to respond to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think those are just very basic foundational elements of how to keep growing as a human being mm-hmm. and you know Jeanette every time I'm with you I like I, I continually get inspired like I just everyone we're like you know we're outside right now it's mm-hmm. it's nice and sunny and I I've 
I've been kind of feeling, you know, indoors, you know, for the past <laughs> few weeks. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Jeanette is one of those superpower friends um, that definitely inspires me. And I hope that I inspire her. And, you know, she is the up and coming, up and coming in the leadership space. So watch out for her. Um, Jeanette, if there's anything that you can uh, inspire us with, final thoughts for our listeners out there that, you know, might be afraid to take that next step, might be deciding between this path and that path, or, you know, they just don't know where to start. Like, what would you, what would you speak into them? You have to basically start where you are. One thing, and that's so generic, so I recant that statement. You <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, start where you are. What do you enjoy doing, mm. right? You know, me, I love cooking, but I don't, I don't, I know I don't want to be a chef. Mm. You know, I enjoy speaking. I enjoy inspiring people. And I've been through enough problems in leadership to know that, okay, and I overcome it. You know, and I had a very bad relationship with my last supervisor, but I'm thankful that I have this extra time to repair that because I believe, you know, we should all leave, leave a person better than they were when they, before you entered their life, mm. leave them great, you know, improve the experience. And how do you improve the experience? You make people better. How do you make them better? Share your story, vulnerability, empathy, influence all those power words that improve relationships, right? So know what your purpose is and how do you know what your purpose is? Well, for me, I know my purpose is to speak, inspire, and love because I had a unique story. It's not better than anybody or more unique than, or more different than anybody else's story who grew up in my, you know, in the, in the circumstances that I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, but what I can say is that the way I decided, and I'm using that word decided because we all have a choice. You know, we all have a choice on how we leave people. We have a choice on how we show up. So after my deep prayer to God, asking him to change me, I showed up a different person. So I would say, know what your purpose is. And your purpose is that one thing that just keeps you, that's just burning in your stomach. What's that thing that just, I just can't, I just got to do it. You go tell people about it. You tell everybody about it. That's your purpose. Follow it. But remember, family and friends can be the worst distractors. Mm. It's good. Share your dream. Share the great things that you're going to do for the world. But don't get distracted. Mm. Because if you continue on your path, you'll have nothing but success. And remember one thing. Sometimes family and friends were put in our place were put in place for a purpose to make us stronger they're gonna say oh you can't do that oh now you want last week you wanted to do this and last week now you want to do this like, yeah because that's my purpose this is what I feel my purpose is this is what I have to contribute because it just keep burning you just keep talking about it it's just in your mind and Denzel Washington had an interview and he mentioned something very powerful. He said, this is how you know what your purpose is. He said, that one thing that you have passion about, that one thing that you just can't get out of your mind, that's God's way of telling you, I've already given it to you. All you have to go do is pursue it now. Tyler Perry also said when he started doing his plays in 1992, he said that the first year, paid $12,000 to rent a theater. 30 people came. 
and he knew every one of them. But there were 1,200 seats available. He said that happened in 92, 93, 94, 95 for six years. What if Tyler Perry would have gave up? What have we would have, you know, what if we didn't have Medea? Right? Tyler Perry gave up. You know, he's done so much, started a, a studio, you know, so many African-American people can go be creative and do their work now because of what he put in place. What if he would have gave up? Like, nope, I'm going back to Walmart. I'm going to get my job back at Walmart. Mm. He stayed in there. You know, success is not something that happens overnight and hope is something that no one can see. Hope is the thing that we believe in when we don't even see faith, right? Mm. Things that we believe, but we don't even see. So you got to hone in on your faith. You have to, because it's not going to fall out the sky. <laughs> you have to jump up there and get it. Ooh. You have to. So if I can leave people with one thing, and I said it probably about 10 million things, <laughs> but if I can leave you with one thing is don't ever give up mm. and stay focused. You have one seed planted. Plant that seed and water it. But that one thing that you feel strong about, work it. Don't get distracted because if you have water to plant one seed, you plant multiple seeds. You don't have enough water to grow that one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So stop sharing your water. Put your <laughs> water in one seed. God only gives the increase. Yes. But if he sees that you're determined and that's your focus and you believe without believe like no nothing before it will grow and then if you have all these other ideas that one seed will blossom and fuel everything else it will grow roots from the ground and it'll grow everything else so focus on that one thing I've had the bra business. I did the nonprofit organization. I'm writing a book. And since I've been in here in Korea, I did like maybe three or four speaking engagements. So that leads me to believe that my purpose is to speak, inspire, and love. Everything else will come along the way. But hone in on that one thing. Don't give up. And you got to believe like you never believed before. And pray. Mm. So good. <laughs> 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 I was talking to Jeanette uh, earlier and I was like, you know, the purpose of this podcast is really to just inspire and motivate people to step into their greatness. And Jeanette comes up and says, mm. and she's like, that's tasty. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> tastes good. Tastes, tastes good. good. <laughs> um, so there you have it, folks. Uh, Jeanette Ortegon, an amazing, an amazing human being and uh, leadership coach, speaker, author, uh, you know, that one piece of advice, Jeanette, you know, that, that idea, that seed, that thing that is burning within you, you know, don't ignore it, water it, let it grow, have faith, keep believing in it when no one else believes in it because it's yours. It's your dream. It's no one else's. And I truly believe in that. And that is something that, you know, I continue to tell, you know, my audiences and my, my clients is that, you know, all of us were put on this earth for a certain purpose. It's multiple purposes over different times of our life, but there's always going to be that one thing that's going to speak true to us, and we have to listen to it. Like Jeanette, speaking, 
inspiring is also part of my purpose. And Jeanette, I am I am honored to share the stage here with you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so if you want to get in touch with Jeanette, see her work, um, I'm going to put some links on my blog and also in the show notes uh, so you can get in touch with her. And this is not the last time she'll be on this show. So this is just a, a primer for you all. <laughs> There'll be, there, there will definitely be more to come. All right, Jeanette, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And everyone remember to be bold, be positive, and take action every day. See you next week.